0: At Gates, we are passionate about the Word of God. We hope the message you are about to listen to empowers you today. Well, tonight we are continuing in our series on the Spirit of Truth, talking about the Holy Spirit and the many facets and the many hats, if you will, that the Holy Spirit wears. He wears many hats as many responsibilities in the earth. The Bible tells us what his respons I'm not telling you what his re- responsibilities are from my perspective. I'm telling you from the Word's perspective. One of the things he does is he teaches you about the truth. That's why it's not enough just to know the Word in your head. You have to have it revealed in your heart. And he's the only revealer. Nobody else reveals but, but God alone. Can you say amen? amen. So, tonight, I'm... We're we're establishing a really solid and a firm foundation. I've taught a, a number of things just here in the last few weeks that I've not taught before in this series. And I feel like God has really impressed on me to build a deep foundation for those who are being prayed for to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. You can be prayed for to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit anytime, but I believe it's vital that you are taught first before you receive so that there's not confusion because the enemy takes thoughts and ideas and confuses people into believing that receiving the baptism of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of praying in other tongues is something different than it is. Everybody say this, it's very simple. Very simple. I mean, it, it's so simple, people miss it. It's so simple. It's so simple. But there's a lot that the Word says about it, and you need what the Word says to combat anything that the enemy tries to convince you of before you receive. And, and being filled with the Spirit is not just a one-time experience, it's a continual filling, kind of like you fill your car up. If you've, only filled your, if you've owned your car for the last 10 years and you've only filled it up once, <laughs> it's sitting, <laughs> unless you haven't driven it, <laughs> right? No, you've got to continually be filling up. And, and, and so in, in my 46 years of being born again and 45 of those baptized in the Holy Ghost, I've had an increase of my prayer language many times. And so when we pray in the next few weeks, when we pray, whenever that is, for you to receive, and we'll do it a number of times in the rest of this series, um, when we pray for you to receive, even if you've received before, you can receive increase in in, in your prayer language and your communication and your connection with God. It's vital. But tonight, what I want to look at for a moment is <clears throat> I want to... I want, to, I want to start in Genesis 1, and just I'm just going to talk to you, and I'm going to read a bunch of scriptures with stories that will confirm the things that I'm going to talk to you about. Um, it's vital to understand that the Bible, Old and New Testament, talks about the Spirit of God being within us and the Spirit of God being upon us. And there's, there's, there is a difference in it, but it's the same Spirit. In the same way, if you're born again, the Spirit of God lives on the inside of you, but that doesn't mean that you're baptized in the Holy Spirit with the evidence of praying in other tongues. That's just a separate experience. It's not a separate Spirit. And every person needs to know that. They need to understand that operation so that we get the fullness out of what God wants us to experience because the reason people don't get the fullness of God is they've not been taught. And some people have been taught, but they don't do anything with what they've been taught with. So we're just going to talk a little bit about that tonight, kind of going back to Genesis chapter 1. And... um, and what I, want, what, what I want to look at for a moment is Jesus being the second Adam. The book of Romans talks of, Romans talks about Jesus being the second Adam. There was a first Adam, OK? And in Genesis 1:26 and 7, it says, uh, "After God had made everything else, then God said, "Let us make man in our image." What image is that? That's spirit. God is spirit. And God made man, male and female, in His image, Father, Word, and Holy Spirit's image, which is Spirit. That's the image we were made first and foremost. Let us make man in our image, according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over the cattle, over all the earth, and every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in His own image... In the image of God, he created him, male and female, he created them. But they were created spirit first, right? Genesis 2, 7 says, And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living being. And then we know that we know man with the womb came out of his rib, took a rib out, and created the woman. So that's why. Men are dirty, and women are clean. I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> but so, so here's the first Adam and the first Eve, okay? They were created spirit. When you look in the third chapter, we're not going to go verse by verse in there, but when you look at the third chapter, um, when they disobeyed God, there was just, everything's yours the garden, everything, you're on your honeymoon, come on, enjoy everything and enjoy life. Just don't mess with the tree, right? Don't mess with the tree and the fruit on the tree, and what did they do? She did, he did, but he allowed her to, and standing there watching her do it, and then he took it, and then he blamed her, and she blamed the devil, and then on and on and on. You know I mean? All the blame games have been going ever since, right? But when that happened, when that happened, you notice they didn't die physically, They were separated spiritually, those first two. So there was, no matter what you've ever heard taught, and and I'm going to look at it tonight, and I'm going to look at this again next week, okay? So we're going to talk about this and drive this point home. No matter what you've ever heard, okay, there was nobody born again after Adam and Eve. There was nobody connected spiritually to God internally, before Adam and Eve. Yet, the Old Testament talks about the Spirit of God on and the Spirit of God within. And that's what I want to explain based on what the true meaning of those words are in the Hebrew in the Old Testament versus in the New Testament there's Spirit of God upon and Spirit of God within. And we're just going to define those things. Okay? But Jesus, go read it in in Romans Jesus became the second Adam. First Adam was created in the image of God. Second Adam was God, third part of the triune being, left the riches of heaven to come to the poverty of this earth to now reconnect us back to God in the flesh? No, in the Spirit. So He became the second Adam to accomplish what God had intended for things to be like in the Garden of Eden. This world, this earth that we live on, okay, this place was intended to be just like heaven. It's a replica of heaven, but it's in a fallen state because of what the first Adam did. And it was the first Adam's fault. He had been given the dominion, his wife, chose to do it, but he's standing there watching her and he did absolutely nothing about it. That's on him. And as a result of what he didn't do, okay, humanity was disconnected spiritually from God because remember, we were made spirit. We weren't made flesh first, we were made, created in the image of God and then we had these bodies, but actually these bodies, you know, different people say, I've heard people teach on this, there's not a lot about it in the Word, but these bodies were a little bit different. They were like, they were like what we're going to experience in our resurrected glorified bodies, the bodies that Adam and Eve had. Then in the fallen state because of what they chose, and they disobeyed God, Then they set it up for the rest of humanity and we still deal with the curse even though we've been redeemed from the curse because the world in which we're living in, this place is going to the tank because there's a new heaven and a new earth. Can you say amen to that? Do everything you can to beautify this place, keep it good, you know, don't treat it whatever, don't be mean to the animals or anything else, but this place is going in the tank. And there will be a new earth and a new heaven, and, it, and it will, they, they, will, they will look like each other like they were in the garden. The garden, which was this earth, it looked just like heaven, and we were meant to live like we're in, in heaven on earth. And, and now what Jesus did, the second Adam, he's brought it back, but we have to do it his way. And what you see out there, doesn't look like his way. So we just have to get better at this. And to get better at it, we've got to understand it. Can you say amen to that? So just follow with me in my reading of different passages that talk about on and in, okay? Because I have a reason that I'm bringing this to you tonight. So in Numbers chapter 11 and verse 25, it says this, Then the Lord came down in the cloud and spoke to him and took of the spirit that was upon him and placed the same upon the 70 elders and it happened when the spirit rested upon them that they prophesied although they never did so again now one of the comparisons that i'm going to give you tonight and you've got to study this out for yourself and it's important that you understand this but one of one of the things i'm comparing the spirit of god upon versus the Spirit of God within, and we're going to read it in a moment, is found in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Um, many people call them the gifts of the Spirit, but the word gifts is not in the original. It's the manifestations of the Spirit of God, the different nine manifestations that they talk about in, in 1 Corinthians 12. The manifestation of the word of wisdom, the word of knowledge, the discerning of spirits, the gifts of healings, and on and on and on. All nine of those are manifestations of the Spirit of God, okay? And on this side of the cross, those manifestations are special manifestations. There's nobody in here that walks in the manifestation of the Word of Wisdom all the time and in every situation because the Bible says... It's as the Lord wills those. But those manifestations of the Spirit are not for just anybody. Those manifestations of the Spirit are for born-again people that are Spirit-filled, tongue-talking people that are developing a life of faith and confidence in God so they're in a position to be used by God and not get weird with different manifestations. People get weird with manifestations. You, you you realize that the devil is in the spirit realm, so he can he can counterfeit manifestations that look like they're God and they're not God. How many understand that? He did that all through the Bible. See, because, because he's still the God of the system, of the world. See, he's still the God of the world system. Second Corinthians chapter four said he's still the God of the system. Did you hear what I said? The system. He's the God of the system, and if you're connected to the system and you think like the system, He's your God, born again or not. He's controlling what you do and how you operate. Manifestations of the Spirit are here to be used through people as the Lord wills. Let's say a word of knowledge is something that's present. A word of wisdom is something for the future. And let's say Randy's got something in his life that's going on, and God wants to give him a word of wisdom. He comes through me, somebody else, and, and I come to him one day, and I said, Randy, God gave me this word for you. Boom. And it's about something in the future maybe he was concerned about, worried about, fretful about, whatever. And God brings this word, and it just answers it all for him right then. I didn't know that. I didn't know his future. God doesn't give you the whole picture. He just gives you a word. Notice it's not a paragraph. It's not a sermon, right? It's not a whole book you're going to deliver to somebody. It's a word. And it's a manifestation that comes through people that are born again, who that have attached themselves to the second Adam, and now we have the ability to live our lives here on the earth doing exactly what Holy Spirit tells us to do, just like when Jesus was here. Did Jesus ever miss it? When he left this earth, did the devil have something on him? Well, you know what? You didn't do that right, so I got that. Did did the devil have anything on Jesus? Absolutely nothing. So because he didn't, now Jesus empowered us, being the second Adam, to live like Adam and Eve were supposed to live in the garden. And there's a whole lot involved in that. So you got all the rest of your life to learn how to do that and how to live that way and how to experience those kind of things. So when you cross over to the other side, you're just carrying on. The God we serve and the spirit of God that is alive and well in us is something that's in us, but it's on us. Now watch. First Samuel 16. And verse 13, then Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the midst of his brothers. This is when Samuel, the prophet Samuel, anointed David to be king. And the Spirit of the Lord came upon David from that day forward. So Samuel arose and he went to Ramah. Spirit of the Lord came on David, upon David, for David to do the work that he was called to do. He came upon him because, see, nobody in the Old Testament could have the Spirit of God living within them. Yet, we see scriptures like this. Exodus 31, and verse 1. Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, See, I have called by name Bezalel, the son of Uri, the son of Hur, of the tribe of Judah. And I filled him, I filled him, I filled him with the Spirit of God in wisdom and understanding and knowledge, and in all matter of workmanship to design artistic works, to work in gold, in silver, in bronze, in cutting jewels for setting, in carving wood, and to work in all manner of workmanship. What was he fixing to do? He was fixing to build the temple, the tabernacle, I mean. He was fixing to build the tabernacle of God for the people to worship in. And in that tabernacle and in that setting was a place for the Holy of Holies, for the presence of God to be. I don't know about you, but if somebody was building my house, I'd like them to be anointed. Hmm? Right? This guy had a purpose, and so he was filled... As a result of what was on him, the the Spirit of God that was on Moses was on this man and he was filled with what? Praying in other tongues? No. Wisdom, knowledge, and understanding about how to build a tabernacle. Wisdom, knowledge, and understanding about how to build a tabernacle. Look at Deuteronomy 34.9. Now Joshua, the son of Nun was full of the Spirit of wisdom, full of the Spirit of wisdom, for Moses had laid his hands on him, so the children of Israel heeded him and did as the Lord had commanded Moses. Because of the Spirit of God upon him. Remember, there there were so many people that didn't obey God and were not anointed by God. And God had to strategically worked to pick people out because he was not connected with mankind. But he, this man, because of his obedience and his connection to Moses and doing everything that Moses said and now the mantles on his life to lead the children of Israel into the promised land, because of that anointing, right, he was full of wisdom and understanding that came from the Spirit of God. Spirit of God didn't fill him like you and I were filled. Spirit of God that filled David in the previous verse? Not the same way that you and I are filled. Because we were connected, reconnected, to the original Adam by the second Adam. Are you hearing what I'm saying? That makes sense. We were connected to the original Adam and where they were supposed to be, because of what the second Adam, Jesus, did to bring us and reconcile us back to God. Now, in the light of the New Testament, or it's actually still the Old Testament, but it's in the book of John, and and I want to read this passage. It's a familiar passage, but I want to read kind of most of the story here. And it's the story of Jesus and the Pharisee Nicodemus. So, in John 3, in verse 1, it says this. There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews, who was not born again. Everybody say, he's not. This man came to Jesus by night and said to him. Every time I hear that, I think of Jesse Duplantis saying, that's Nick at night. (laughs) Anyway, every time I read that, I think of Nick at night. Nicodemus at night. That man came to Jesus by night, naked night, and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher come from God, for no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. (laughs) Well, that's pretty dang right, correct? Jesus answered and he said to him, Most assuredly I say to you, unless one is born again. So this man was not born again, and neither was anybody else since Adam born and connected to God. Adam wasn't born again. Adam was born spirit. He was created spirit. He wasn't created in and born in the flesh. He was created spirit, and God made a housing to be over that housing to live on this planet. Can you say amen? And so he said, unless one is born again, Jesus is saying this to Nicodemus, he cannot see the kingdom of God. He can't see. He's not going to understand the kingdom of God. He's not going to understand spiritual principles of the kingdom of God if he's not born again. Nicodemus said to him, how can a man be born when he's old? In other words, he was up in age, not super old, but, but probably in his 60s or so at this time, Nicodemus was. And he said, um, He said, how can a man be born when he is old? So what is that saying? Nicodemus doesn't understand the spiritual side. Why? Because he's been disconnected like everybody else has for the last 4,000 years at this time. Been disconnected. No way he could know this. How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, more assuredly, I say to you, Unless one is born of water and the Spirit, that water is water of the womb. Unless a man is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Amen? So, you'll never be born again unless you were born one time. If you were born of the water of the womb, then which everybody sitting in here tonight was, or you wouldn't be sitting in here, but then you have to be born a second time to be reconnected to what Adam and Eve lost so that now the Spirit of God can live on the inside of you. And in a moment I'm going to read about the Spirit of God on you in the New Testament, but. The Spirit of God that's on us in the New Testament is a result of the Spirit of God being in us. And so the Spirit of God in me comes out of me on me. Spirit of God in me comes out of me on me. That's why I need to be a person living by faith in God every day, developing my relationship with God through His Word, I need a daily routine in the Word of God. I need to be aware of what the Spirit of God is revealing because if you have put no effort out for a daily routine in the Word, the Spirit of God has nothing to reveal to you. His job is to reveal but if you're not reminding yourself every day of the promises of God, He has nothing to reveal to you in a greater way. That's why the revelation that comes to us of the Word of God should come and increase all the time. We should be growing into new places so that because of our life of faith, just our regular faith, when the, when the manifestation or the gift of faith, out of 1 Corinthians 12, when that gift of faith comes on us, it's a result of the faith that we've developed because we realize we're alive in God. And now, when those manifestations come on us, they come on us like this. They come from within us because of our development, because God can trust us, but they only come on us as He wills them. I'm going to show you that in a moment, 1 Corinthians 12. Those manifestations of the Spirit are not to be worked up like a well, like pumping a well or something. You know, I, I, if I pray in enough tongues, I'll, I'll get a word of wit. No, 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 no. They're as God wills. And I promise you, I promise you, what I've known, and the words that God has given me through the years in those nine gifts, you can operate in all nine gifts of this, of, uh, or, or the manifestations of the Spirit. You can operate in all nine of them at different times. One night I was ministering to a college and career group in Concan. I think we'd been here, what, maybe a couple of years, something like that. Somebody invited me to come to minister to their college and career group. And so I went, and I think there was about maybe 40 or 50 there. And I had a word I was going to preach, you know, and I, whatever. And <laughs> all of a sudden, the Spirit of God came on me. And I prayed for all fifty of those. They were college students from uh, from uh, where are they from? San Angelo. What's in San Angelo? San Angelo State. Yeah, that's what it was. They were from San Angelo State. So they were born again, but they weren't spirit filled. And so that night, I'm preaching to this forty or fifty young people. All of a sudden, I just started teaching them about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And, I mean, I prayed for every single one of them, and I don't know anybody that didn't receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit that night. But why? Why? Because my teaching was so great? No, because what came on me, it changed everything I did that night. I've never operated exactly like that since then. I mean, you could go make a religion out of that. Oh man, Spirit of God was on me, and now I'm gonna I'm gonna start a ministry called the the uh, Holy Ghost Fire Ministry, and 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 because all these people got baptized in the Holy. No, no, no. That was because of the manifestation of the gift of faith that I had for those people. That wasn't me. Like I said. I've never done that exactly like that. I've done it in different ways, but not exactly like that since that night. And you've heard people that come and preach here stand up and say, Pastor Burt prayed for me and I got baptized in the Holy Ghost. I mean, I, there, there were 40, 50 people. It doesn't matter who did it. What matters is that it happened. Yeah. See? And, what, and the reason that it happened is because of the Spirit of God in me got on me, and God willed that to manifest and come to pass, bam, it manifested. And the fruit produced it. And all of that happened because because I was developing my relationship with God. You don't have to be perfect. You don't even have to do it right. You don't even have to do it correctly all the time. God just wants advancement in your life. And when He can have that, that's when in New Testament, the Spirit of God comes upon us. So in Acts chapter 1, so that, repeat what Jesus told Nicodemus, that which is born of the Spirit is Spirit. That which is of the flesh is flesh. So we've got to continue to develop the the connection with the Spirit because that's what the second Adam did was brought us back to God so that we could operate in this world and in this life in the things of the Spirit. Listen to me. The reason that the planet is in the condition it is right now, this is my opinion, but I know it's true. The reason that the planet is in the condition that it is is the lack of revelation in the church that's in operation. Because we were created to rule and reign. The earth is the Lord's, the fullness thereof, but he gave authority in the earth to the sons of men and women. The Adam and Eve of the earth. Right? The second Adam made you and I the third Adam and Eve. Well, the third Adam and the second Eve or something. That's who we are in the earth now. We're, we're to be living now like they were living then or that they had the potential to live then. So, we're in a really great place and when you know that, it creates a boldness in your life where you can do anything that God tells you to do. You don't, you don't back off because it's not politically correct or somebody doesn't like this or that or, you know, somebody may get mad at, whatever, you know. I'm not doing it to make people mad, but I'm doing it to stand for the truth. And that's what's lacked in the church to this point, and that's why the earth is in the mess that it's in. It's the church's fault. And you know what? I'm part of it. I take full responsibility for the mess on planet Earth. And, and my ancestors, and way back, and whatever. But are, am I going to go back here? Well, see, if they'd have done that. No, 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 man. Well, we're living right now, and I'm making the changes, and I'm seeing people's lives change everywhere I go. Everywhere I go, everything I do, every place I set my foot, it's conquered ground for the things of God. And all you have to do is hear Him, and then when you need the extra help, comes out of you, on you, and all of a sudden you're in operation in the manifestations of the Spirit to see things happen that wouldn't normally happen just as a result of your normal faith. I don't know about you, but that's a win-win to me. Can you say amen to that? So, Acts chapter 1 and verse 8. But you shall receive power when Jesus told them Remember, he told his disciples before he left, he said, you know, go and tarry in Jerusalem, and you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. Everybody say, upon me. And you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in Judea, Samaria, and to the end of the earth. At Word First Conference this year, we have Riley Stevenson from Copeland Ministries that's coming. He's their head of evangelism at at uh, in their ministry and does a lot with different groups and churches all over the country. And he's coming here for Word First. And uh, th- what God, in the summertime when I encouraged all of you to take business cards and start passing those out and just look for the opportunities, the opportunities that I've had to minister to people passing those cards out have been endless. And, I, I, and when, when God tells me to do something and I'm telling you to do it, if I'm not doing it, well, why would you do it? I've been doing it ever since, but the opportunities to minister open doors that, that I mean, just a little card that says, well, you know, jo- come, what does it say? Join us or something, whatever it says. Come on. <laughs> it says something like that. But, but the opportunity that the Spirit of God gives you, and when you're ready for it, see, going on the street and witnessing and doing all those kind of things, if you're not ready for it, why would, why would you be in that place? If you don't have anything for people, why would we go and minister and do those kind of things? If you don't, if we don't have anything from somebody, right? From God. So when God has given us things, now when we need extra help, it's already set up. The manifestations in First Corinthians twelve have already been set up, and they're ready for you anytime you need it. But your responsibility is developing your relationship with God day to day so that you can be trusted with those manifestations. Did you hear me? So the Spirit of God came on them to do what? To be witnesses. But then chapter 2, and I'll just read the first four verses, when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place, and suddenly... There came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire. One sat on each of them, and they were all filled. (laughs) I mean, I mean, I I feel like I could just fall on the ground and weep over that. From the moment that Adam and Eve sinned in the garden to that moment right there, all of heaven for 4,000 years had been focused on seeing you and I redeemed. And actually, in the book of Revelation, it says before the foundation of the world, God already had the redemptive plan set up. What did it say? And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. When we pray for people to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, as the Spirit gives you utterance within, He didn't give you utterance up here, He gives you utterance down here, but you've got to get from here to here. And we'll talk about that leading up to that. But in that moment... The second Adam delivered on what he promised. And you and I were reconnected in that moment right there. Over 2,000 years ago when this happened, you and I were reconnected with God where Adam and Eve had lost it. So, just forgive Adam and Eve and move on. Amen? We forgive them and we move on. Now we're anointed to do everything in the earth that God called us to do. There's not anything you can't accomplish if you're developing your relationship with God and you're aware of what he's wanting you to do. Daily I make declarations out of out of my mouth. I only do what the spirit of God tells me to do. I only do that. I don't need to be busy worrying and fretting about things that are not getting accomplished or this not happening exactly right and, oh, my gosh, look what's going on in the planet. No, 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 no. I have to constantly remind, no, 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 no. No, God, you've given me wisdom. I will not worry and fret about something I can't do anything about and you're not telling me to do anything. If I'm not hearing you, Lord, I thank you for showing me what I need to do in a greater way. But I will not fret, but I will pray over this planet. Every day I'm praying. Everything hidden is being brought to the light. Every lie is being exposed by truth. All darkness being uncovered every day by the light of God's Word. So when I see things that go contrary to that, no, 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 it's all being revealed, all being revealed, all being revealed. Why? Because because I'm doing it and I'm staying faithful to do it. And I'm not doing it trying to get God to do something. I'm doing it out of the direction of the Holy Spirit and my words are accomplishing things the same way Jesus' words accomplished. Because of what He did. Can you say amen? Romans 8 And verse 9, I don't think I'm going to get to 1 Corinthians 12. We'll look at it next week. Because i got too much to say there. But but I'm I'm going to end it with this. I'm just going to end this and then I want to talk a little bit. Romans 8 and verse 9. But you are not in the flesh but in the Spirit, if indeed... The Spirit of God dwells in you. How many of the Spirit of God dwells in you? Okay. So, you're not in the flesh, but you're in the Spirit. That's what Paul's saying to the church at Rome. You're not in the flesh, you're in the Spirit. Watch. Now, if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he is not his. And if Christ is in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the Spirit is life because of righteousness. When, when, I, when I first started reading that probably 40 years ago, because I re- I, 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 somebody got me in the book of Romans, maybe it was my wife, but so, somewhere, some reason I got into the book of Romans real early, and I started reading that, that passage right there, and I'm thinking, I'm thinking, okay, so he's saying that, but I know people are not like that, and I know how I'm in the flesh too much of the time, and I'm this and that and whatever. And, and one day I feel like the Holy Spirit said to me, that's my plan for you. See, I've already set it all up. If you're born of me, then the flesh is dead. Hmm? The flesh has no control over you. That's the way I see it. Now, you need to see it that way, so you've got to develop yourself so your flesh is dead, not getting what it wants. But the only way that your flesh will be dead is you considering it dead because of the faith that you have in what the Spirit of God is showing you. Did you hear me? You have to consider this body as dead, because it ain't dead, and it'll do anything you allow it to do. But when you're connected to the Spirit, and you're developing that relationship day to day, you hear things and you do things that you even surprise yourself with. You'll find yourself doing things that are right, when in the back of your mind, you, you may have thought, why did I do that? Because the Spirit of God is beginning to overtake what's controlling your flesh. And now your mind is beginning to take second place and second role instead of it telling your body to do everything that it wants and and all the desires and the ungodly desires and everything else that's out there. We are created to hear our spirit. Your conscience is the voice of your spirit. Your human spirit and the Holy Spirit are one. And your head says one thing, but your conscience will tell you something different. You, you ever somebody ever come and said, uh, "Hey, so and so said this about you." Oh, you're kidding me. Oh yeah, yeah. They said, they said, you're a no good loser. They said, "What's Randy wearing that ponytail for?" I mean, he's just a this or that. And and you know what? Most of the time. Right here, people say, oh, my gosh, I've got I to retaliate back and go talk and do all this kind of stuff. But if you listen to your spirit, see, most of the time, I mean, maybe somebody said something like that, but most of the time your spirit man will say, well, let me tell you the real truth. doesn't go with what you see here, here, here. And if you don't train that, you'll always be moved by this. Or he may say, you know what, they probably said that, just pray for them. I don't want to pray for them. I want to slap them. Huh? But the more you learn how to do that, the more you lay that thing down and give it no place. People underestimate the power of the words that they speak as a result of what the Holy Spirit gives them. People underestimate the power that's in that. I'm telling you, there's life-changing power. And listen, the problem with that is Did Jesus say, you will be persecuted because of my word? So the more revelation of the word that comes to you and the more word you're doing, the more persecution will come at you from different realms because the devil doesn't matter. He he didn't care whether you go to heaven or hell. He doesn't care. All he wants you to live, the way he wants you to live is in defeat on planet earth. He doesn't want you to be victorious on this planet. So, if you begin to be a doer of the word and you're believing the word, he's totally defeated in your life. That's why Jesus said, the Devil's got nothing on me. There's nothing in me, has nothing on me. Can't use anything. And because of what Jesus accomplished, and we're forgiven, we should live our lives just like that. I-, I remind the devil of that every day. You got nothing on me. Blood of Jesus has delivered me. You got nothing on me. Yeah, but. You remember back when, and you didn't tell the truth there. Yeah, but you remember, and you remember, and yeah, but one thing I do, Paul said, forgetting what's behind, I press toward the mark. I'm forgiven. You got nothing on me. Nothing. Nothing. So I can live today and be strong and, and love people, right, and do as I said Sunday, rejoice your way into everything that God wants you involved in. Because we will not be moved by what we see, how we feel, the way things appear to be. Nope. Only by what God's word says. Can you say amen? So he said, and if Christ is in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the spirit is life because of righteousness. But if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you in you. Everybody say, in me. It's the spirit in me that's the key. The spirit on me in this lifetime, in this dispensation of time, the spirit on me is just gravy. Hmm? The spirit in me is the real wealth because the spirit in me that's developed will produce the spirit on me that gives me the extras that I need when I need help. So I don't know about you, there's never been a better day on the planet to be born again, filled with the Spirit, with the evidence of praying in other tongues, and believing that it produces what it says it produces. Bible says you can pray in the Spirit and pray with the understanding. You can have the understanding of everything you need to know because your human spirit is connected to the one that knows everything about everything. How can you lose? Impossible. The thing, though, is this. So much of the word at times when it's preached, like I'm delivering to you tonight, so much of the word at times seems sometimes beyond being able to grasp and get a hold of. It seems that way. but. In the last three weeks, I, I was some reason I don't know why everything just happened in the last three weeks. But I was gone a number of times and not here or whatever. It just happened that way. But during that time, being gone and doing some of the things I, I had to do, I found myself extra quiet. I found myself talking less and listening more. And You know, in the time I was gone, I had so many ministry opportunities. And when I say ministry, I'm just talking about people. How many in here you know you have the light? You know you have the light of the gospel of Jesus Christ, right? So are people drawn to the light? Yes. So you know when people are drawn to the light that you reflect that illuminates from your your life, you know when people are drawn to that, right? And, 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 And when you're in situations where, you know, you could take credit for something or you could draw attention to yourself, that's the worst thing you can do. You shut your mouth and you listen. And the more I've learned to listen the more beneficial it is in my ability to allow the light of Jesus to shine on people through the words that I speak, right? So when it does come time to speak, you only speak what he's given you, and, and it's like the words from God so much of the time are just a couple of words. They're just, they're just a little bit of this and a little bit of that. It doesn't take that much when you speak a word in season. And you give somebody what they need. And like I said, the gravy of the the manifestation, the nine manifestations of the Spirit in our lives, that we have access to all nine of those. We don't ever have to be without. We never have to be in a situation where we just don't know what to do. And we've all said that. We've all confessed that out of our mouth. You know, man, I I just didn't know what to do. Okay, so get better at that and get that thing out of your mouth, number one, and get better at being prepared to do whatever God wants you to do because you're listening twice as much as you're talking. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, we invite you to share it with someone in your life. We would love for you to connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. You can also download our app and stay connected to Gates and access to the Word of God anytime you need it. We are believing that the seed of today's Word is going deep in your heart and that you always remember God is more than enough in every situation of your life.